0: Hi hey guys, welcome back to the Wildflowers Podcast. I'm Wendy Will. Natalie Rose. We are
1: back today with a brand new book for your ear holes. Um, we are super excited. One of the one of the things that we were like really looking forward to. Um, you know, there's a silver lining to everything, and us wanting to kind of jump into a different genre of romance. It is temporarily allows us to talk about some authors that we would have never really gotten a chance to, um, and give them like a full episode. So one of those authors is Kate Claiborne. She just came out with a new book called Georgie all along. And Oh, if you guys have not read a Kate Claiborne book, uh, I I don't even know what to say to that, but like, this this is the one to (laughs) read. This is the one. This is the one to read. This is the one and then, and then you're gonna want to go back and read her entire bibliography. Just, oh, uh, just my goodness, just my goodness. But before we get started, before we jump into everything, how are you, Tony? How you been?
0: Okay, I feel way better than the last episode.
1: <laughs> oh, I know. I felt so bad. You were so like stuffed up it's- and allergic, and uh, I feel you. It's uh, that so was that was me last night um it's been super cold I know this is relatively speaking it's been under 70 degrees out here so like of course I'm like a borderline hypothermia and like getting frostbite you know so I just put on any kind of sweater of kermit's and it was like I think it like one of the boys had borrowed it so I had like cat dander on all over it and like um which normally is fine, but I'm trying to, like, not take as many meds as I, as I, like, was, like, I was popping pills, like, it was a thing to do, and so I'm trying to, like, stop, and I haven't taken allergy meds for a while, so I just wasn't, wasn't ready, I wasn't ready for what was gonna happen, like, it was just really, really crazy, but I, yeah, it's not
0: fun, dude, when you can't breathe, I know, so I had to like sleep. I don't have a humidifier, I don't have a vaporizer, Mm -hmm. and they say Mm. uh, you need to keep warm. So I slept with my mask on. I felt so good.
1: No, it's really crazy (laughs) because it's like you the steam
0: and everything.
1: Yeah, the little bit of just like covering your chest when you sleep, it like really helps, you know.
0: Yeah. So I don't usually get like sinus, like allergies like that, but. My body must have been fighting it for a while because like, the yeah. products coming out now, I'm like, oh, you've been working yeah. real hard. Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. Yeah. Oh, so,
1: good. Well, I'm glad you're doing better. I'm glad that we're both over this yeah. allergy
0: situation. You mean an excuse to be like, oh, I'm going to feel good. So yeah. I can read some more.
1: Yeah, <laughs> and the thing was that we've been like, super windy too yeah so like it's just it's just crazy like the allergies that we normally wouldn't get it's just like running rampant it's like crazy (laughs) it's insane but um are we
0: ready to get into this um yes and no but i
1: I know oh my god okay 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 so we open up with um (laughs) <laughs> we open up with Georgie, uh, moving back to her, not necessarily moving, but just re-entering her home town where she grew up, where everyone kind of has this idea of who she is. She's didn't have a really good time., um, and dare I say, good reputation when she was, you know, in high school and um that's kind of like what she's known for she's she's known for being like really flaky and here she is with garbage bags in the back of her fucking car you know like like back in her her hometown um and and no job no home so literally living up to the reputation of what people think of her you know and uh she the the the, the thing that she is clinging on to is that she's in town to help her best friend who just moved back um, because they're having a baby. So she's going to be there to help organize her life. Like just help her get ready for baby. And so she stops by to grab milkshakes, you know, pregger cravings. I get it. I mean, I crave strawberry milkshakes fucking every day and I'm not pregnant. So I could only imagine. And she goes in there. And of course, of course she runs into, the one teacher who thought that she was like a piece of shit, and you know what? I we've discussed this before, but it's always like that when you cute, when you ready, when your hair curled and your makeup be looking on point, you don't run into nobody. You run into nobody, but the second you got crust on you, you were looking hella shabby. She said she probably has coffee on her. You run into your nemesis. It, you know what? That always happens. It always always happens. And oh gosh, yeah, I. Uh, we'll get into that but she orders the shakes she doesn't have the money on she doesn't have a card on her or whatever and this this like grumpy ass like grunt from behind her and she's like he's just like let me just fucking pay for it i'm in a hurry like just put on my tab and and then the guy at the convenience store is just kind of like just like shaking his head like just just do it and just kind of like move out of the way this teacher of hers is looking at her like Typical old Georgie, really flaky, really poor, doesn't have her shit together, you know. And uh, it, I I really felt her right at that moment. She finally gets to her best friend's house, and unfortunately, it's not as hot of a mess. And 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 Bella doesn't need as much help as Georgie needed. Someone to have as much help for. She's finds happiness in helping others. And um, Bella's pretty much nursery build. Everything's good except this one room, this one room that she hasn't gone through. And they go in there and um, Bella... Kind of like' it's like, this is the, my, my my room of stuff, and they find um, this old, old book, and they used to they used to share it and they used to write like what they would do when they get into high school. And this kind of gives Georgie a little, you know, like like a little spark. and she's just like, I feel like the answer to who and what and everything is in this book. So she goes home and and she starts kind of reading it and she takes a shower because you know what after a long fucked up day you you need to shower. She's at her parents' house. Bella really wants her to stay with her but she's like no I have I have to take care of my parents' plants plus like some of us when we're in in fucking Balls deep of of shit. We want to be alone. So, she went home and she just showered. She's kind of reading the book a little bit, and then she hears a fucking key turn into the fucking door, and someone's like walking in. And <laughs> who else is it other than the fine ass motherfucker from the convenience store? And he and she's just like freaking out, and 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 come to find out that. That her dad had also told him that he can stay there. Um, his name is Levi. She actually thought it was this guy that she wrote all up in her book, and she was <laughs> like, "She's like Evan." And so this it makes it makes this stranger guy even more mad. And um, basically, her father had promised that, that he could stay there um, while his house is being renovated, while also saying that she could stay there as well too so this is kind of how our story opens this is their meet cute twice and you know they don't have like a they can't find a solution to where he can get a hotel plus he has this fucking amazing cute little fucking dog named hank and and yeah and he tried to stay separate from her and hank ends up getting mauled and into a dog fight and he's like the cutest dog ever so like of course they end up in a forced proximity situation it's all the things that you fucking love small hometown, homecoming fucking um, um, grumpy 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 sunshine I don't know how you want to put it and, um, and, and of course it's tied together with a dog there's a lot going on with him and um, I don't want to spoil too much but um, he's he has a hard time expressing how he he's like he's just kind of very very attracted to Georgie. So this is how it opens. They're sharing a living space, and um, Tony, what did you think of the book? Um,
0: I love it. I am still I know. trying oh, to God. figure out like how to describe this book. Like, I, I don't know how to take it. Um, but it's, you know, I'm saying that in like the best way possible. I love that. It's about perspective. I, and yeah, that's just like one of my biggest takeaways, like the perspective, like she, they call her a flake and this and that, but she's not actually. And I'm like, I I can see there's parallels between this story and like what happened to my life down to like the, like the friend fic. That they call their yes. book. Yes. I remember me and my friends. We had a book, and we would write in it, and then we just give it to each other and just put news and like um, yeah. about ourselves, and and we called it. Oh my god, <laughs> we called it U five seven one after the movie. It yeah. was not even like it was not even in the shape of a summary. Guys,
1: U U five seven one is a war movie. Okay, just throwing it out there. <laughs>
0: We called it that. I don't know why it was like a regular compositing book, but that was the name of I it. I love it. I
1: love um, it.
0: This, this was in high school. And I just I just love like I just get so many things. I guess like I said, perspective, depending on how you read it, depends on what you get from it every time you read it. I read it first as an art, so I went in being like super open and I still love mm-hmm. it. And I'm going in again mm-hmm. like for this review and I'm like your understanding of this book. It kind of just goes many different ways because even I would say it's a grumpy sunshine, but I remember when I was reading it, I'm like, but at the same time, like, um, I don't want to, like, push it into that category when they're so similar at the same time. So. Yeah. I don't know how to describe this book. I just know that I could connect with it. I can relate with it. I understand it. Um, I'm gonna need this book whenever I feel kinda like um in a place again when like, like Georgia and I don't think she's a mess. I don't think she's a flick. I think she's a, in a point of her life where she she has the opportunity to figure yeah. out what she wants to do. Not. And I'm like I've had those situations in my life I could see that I've been called a (laughs) flake and seen as a mess and I've had situations where like I didn't have a job lined up after I I lost another job for whatever reason it was like business closed, Mm -hmm. um um my my position to obsolete blah, blah blah you know um but I love this book I really like, I, and he's so swoony. He's so gruff and swoony, oh and perspective because it's you see him as gruff, but he was actually listening to a podcast. He, yeah. it's so funny. Um, just I don't want it's so much to say, but I don't want to spoil it. But like, I laugh about the whole his social media, his choice of social media. Like yeah, it's so cute, but at the same time, I love when um you get to tease them about it or Georgia yeah gets to tease them about it, in the most loving way I,
1: I love i I just love how relatable these characters are. Like I don't care who who you are, who you, or what you did pre the panini these past two years it was jarring it left a lot of us not knowing where we wanted to be not knowing where we can go not knowing or seeing futures like a lot of things happened during the panini and i think like this is just an amazing like like it shocked a lot of us a, a lot things had to change and a lot of us had to reprioritize and, and, and look at look at things again and so I just feel like it was just so relatable and like I don't know maybe I just haven't read contemporary for a very long time but like I haven't read a book where the girl is a hot mess for a very long time and I loved it I loved she's not a hot mess hot mess but like she loves the, 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 the chaos. Like she loves working in a restaurant. She loves, you know, like, like because of the way her thoughts are, because she is like kind of like all over the place, she loves the chaos, you know, and she, she thrives in it. That's why she thrives in the restaurant business. That's why when she was a PA, she was amazing at it because she was able to juggle a hundred billion different things because she. that's how her brain works, you know? And, and, like you said, it's just very relatable. I think me and you are two very different people, and I felt this was very relatable. She was a very re- relatable he- heroine as well too, because it's just kind of like I ha- I I I very much feel that uh, I'm a Sagittarius, so, uh, literally if you look up the definition of Sagittarius, it's a hot mess and never finishes anything. And, and that's Georgie, you know? Like, that is Georgie. That's why they called her, like, she starts a bunch of things, she never finishes it. But you know what? That also... But at the same if, time, if, that's if,
0: not true, though. You know what I mean? Like, like yeah. Uh, it's just... weird, it, folks.
1: <laughs> yes. But, like, that's, that was their perception yeah. of her, right? And... As, and uh, that. as
0: social norms, as a yes. traditionalist.
1: Yes. But to the point also, though, is that as a Sagittarius, you kind of know this about yourself, too. Right. And so some on a good day, on a really great day, when everything is going really great, you're like, thank God, this is how my brain works. Thank God I'm a fucking hot, chaotic mess. I'm an organized chaos like this is great. This is helping me of my job. This is this is exactly what I need. But when you're not in a good place, you start looking at it and you're like, fuck, like, like, why can't I just focus on one thing? Why can't I be good at one thing? Why can't I be more organized? Why can't, you know, and it's not even necessary. Like there's a moment where, where she's like, she kind of starts crying because she's just like, I've never ever been jealous of Bella, but like she's done everything that she was supposed to do in life you know like she's made a a name for herself she's made a mark on this town she's done what she said she was going to do and where i'm only about to do it figuratively speaking to where she has done it you know and it gets her very emotional and and i really feel that because it's just kind of like like when you're not in a good place you let all these words of Mm -hmm. other people and people's thoughts really affect you to where on the flip side of that, it's like, good, good. I didn't stay in this town to be judged. Good. I didn't conform, you know, good that I got out there and got to experience life and, and do all these things to where some people are still stuck married to the fucking gym person and is still bitter has a terrible (laughs) marriage sitting in a diner barely talking to each other and their fucking spark of hope was to make fun of the waitress you know what i'm saying like that's good but when you're in a bad place you just start thinking about like you know and i think and i think that's where it, it was really amazing because like at that time where she was in the beginning and she saw this teacher, she was like, of oh, fucking course. Out of all the people to fucking see me at my lowest, it's the one teacher that thought the lowest of me. And when she sees this teacher again, she's about she's about to go get what she wants. She's like, you know what? Fuck this. I'm going to go get my man. I'm going to go do my thing. And so anything that this lady was saying to her was just rolling off her shoulder and, she's, and she knew how to combat it. She's like, I know she's going to try to talk shit. I know she's going to try to control the conversation, so I'm going to put it out there. I'm going to control the conversation. So it's just It's just so relatable because that's every human, right? When we're in a good place, we can see all of our flaws as good things. We can see all of our things that we, that are not so great about us. And we're like, fuck it. Who cares? Deal with it. This is who I am. But when we're in a bad place, we're like, why am I like this? You know? So like, I, 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 God, I totally, totally love it. And, and you know what? Like, I, we read romances to like, sure, to like, kind of like, Get away! Um, We want the escapism, we want the non-reality of things. But I, I, I genuinely, really loved how very realistic this book is, and how very relatable it is. You know, like we're a historical romance podcast. You know, if Harper Collins ever gets their fucking shit together, we can go back to being a historical (laughs) romance podcast. But like right now, like, like, like we're we're in contemporary and we love it, but in historical romance like anything can fucking happen and we're like we love it it's so fucking far-fetched and we're like we love it we fucking love it you know we just finished covering a paranormal series um a light paranormal series by lisa clay pass and like we we had fucking people fucking dying and come back to life and we're like we love it you know what i'm saying it's <laughs> so unrealistic and we love it but like and that's why you read because we want Escapism. We want to not think about our everyday fucking life, but this book, I, I it was so relatable and it was so, like, and you know, like I, I have this running joke with Tony that every time I fucking hate a heroine, I'm like, it's because she's like me, huh? Because I'm like her, huh? Like every <laughs> single time, I it's like I, I see my flaws in her, but like this time, I, I it, and and this is a testament to to Kate Claiborne's writing is like I saw myself in this character and i related to this character but i didn't hate her this is like the first time where i was like i could see myself in this girl and i didn't and i wasn't like texting
0: tony like girl i think (laughs) i have our answers for that because then i was thinking about it too and i'm like okay this is one of the books where I'm never going to forget about it. It's going to be one of those things where, okay, I need to pick me up. I'm going to go. Um, it's more than a comfort read. Uh, I, I think you don't hate this lady because it's a part of yourself that you are so comfortable with. Like we relate to her because we know that she, deep down, she is not a fake. She is not a mess. She's in a like this transitional Part of her life where she has so many opportunities, and what what do we do next? What is our yeah. next goal? Um, knowing that we are capable of doing whatever we want to do next, does that make yeah. sense? So we're yeah. not a it's not a part of ourselves that we don't like. It's the part of ourselves like we see her as a part that of we've embraced. That we've embraced. We we are confident about. So does that make sense? Like, yeah, that's the only yeah. way I could. That's true. Uh, I could like. That is true. Put into words, <laughs> so because I was trying to figure out like, what is it, it, this one? This book is different. I'm gonna remember it, and I'm gonna go to it when I need something or a reminder. Knowing that um, we can, I don't know. It's just more than relatable. More than it's just more. It's just more. I don't yeah. know how to explain that. But yeah.
1: I, I think. What I really, really enjoyed is you know what. Before we get into that, like Tony, what is your favorite part of of the book? I mean, this whole book is just fucking fantastic. But what, oh, yes. what to you is your favorite?
0: Um, I love the fact that he offered himself to um do the things. Oh. With, hello, he yes. just wanted to spend time with her. But yes. I love, <laughs> I loved early. <laughs> I love oh well, one. When he first saw her do something, she she got hurt okay, so, but she laughed. So
1: in this book of hers, she just so there's some context here because we realize that I I, listening to some of our old episodes, when we get really excited about a book, we don't make no goddamn sense. (laughs) So just to like put some context into this, this book of hers had all these things that she was going to do when she was in high school. This is, this is like what we call ambitious us, right? Ambitious us (laughs) wrote all these things down and that she was going to do in high school. And for the most part of it, she doesn't do any of it. So she hadn't done any of it. So this kind of like goes back to her thinking that everyone thinks I'm a flake and I'm even a flake to myself because I wrote all these things down that I was going to do when I went in high school and I didn't do any of it but you know what fuck it I'm going to do them now I'm I'm, I'm going to take back the narrative and I'm going to do all these fucking things now and a lot of it includes her best friend Bella and Bella also contributed to a lot of this you know they just passed the book back and forth so it was both of them writing it in there but now Bella is like like a hundred months pregnant, you know, she's about to give birth, so she can't participate in half of these things. Some of them are like, like spray painting, um, fucking, like, like something, and and another thing is like making a wish, but you have to jump into the water. Just like a lot of things that 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 involve physical activity that she cannot participate in. And there's other ones that she she could potentially do, but she ends up doing them with with Levi. that's the context during one of the things that she's trying to cross off her list he intercepts and um and then offers to complete this list with her because he's the he's when she first told bella Bella bella's like i'm i'm doing it with you and then when she told levi levi was like you should you should continue doing this and this is someone who doesn't know her at all and 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 it felt really good to to hear someone else besides her best friend who's always been her number one fan Tell her like, this is a good fucking idea. You should go do it. So that's how he found out. And then this is how, this is where we're leading up to. So it, what what of that part is your
0: favorite part? Um, No, <laughs> that's completely different from my favorite oh. part. <laughs> it's, but it's like, you know, you have to mention it. Um, But I guess my favorite part is early on. This is the second night that they're staying in her parents' house. So he made like this. Um, like apology dinner. he a cook, folks. Um, but he learned early on and he described her as not flicky, but expansive. Mm-hmm. And I was like, whoa. Um, one, he really loves her. And two, only people who really see her, like her best friends or family, um, would describe her as that. So I loved early on that. He understood her. Yeah. In that way. Yeah. And he, every yeah. time he, he brings up the word expansive, that she's expansive. She's not flaky. She's expansive and she's just quick to be happy. And, and I just like, oh, friendly. You really, yeah. You really, you really see her. And I, it takes, I don't know. It's easy to see that she is friendly, but it takes a special person to describe her a special word like that. I just felt like only like looking at my, my situation, like my friends, like they would describe me a certain way. And it's because they know me. They would use something, they would use a word like expansive, but there's only like key people, people that you keep people that you will talk for years but then when you see each other out on the street one day you will be like what years have passed you know those are the kind of people and so I just felt like he I don't know how to describe it but I just love that he he got her really early on instead of yeah. seeing that um the person that everyone else sees I think it's more of the word that I love that he used because it's different. And it's, to me, it's a unique word to describe somebody. But it's yeah. all encompassing at the same time. Yes. So I just I just thought that it was early on. And I'm like, ooh, it, it's one of those things where you, even if it's like in real life, even if it's not a love interest, um, you guys are going to be best friends. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like situation. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know how to describe it. I don't know how to describe this amazing book.
1: <laughs> I think I think um my favorite part is everything. And I, you know, want to give a big shout out to Chris Reader's Romance and Gibbley's Somniator who first told us that we need to read Kate Claiborne because Kate Claiborne writes the best fucking heroes and you know what like it's just I, oh my gosh, he is so perfect in so many levels and in so many ways. And he, I, oh my gosh, he's, he's so grumpy and he's just, but like, he has this big dog that he like super, super cares for. And I I love that. And I love that this, this dog just becomes very symbolic. Like, like they had this huge thing happen. They're fighting and he's like, he thought she was going to get out of the car and leave. And she's like, no, we're going to talk about it right now in the fucking car. And he, and then she's like, she's like, I don't want to see, I don't want Hank to see we're fighting. And he's like, Oh, there's a chance. She doesn't completely hate me. (laughs) You know? So I, I, he just, and you know, like, going back to what Tony was just saying, like we see ourselves as one way and people who don't understand us see us as another way, right? People who don't really know us and don't really understand us and don't want to understand us or care to try. And then there's people who really do deeply know us and get us right. And, and if you ask them to give adjectives about yourself, you would be shocked, right? You would be shocked at the things that they would say about you because you don't see yourself in that light. And let me tell you, the people who, who are your, your cheerleaders, non, your non cheerleaders, Cheerleaders. your, your non cheerleaders are way more loud in your head than the people that are your cheerleaders, your actual cheerleaders, they are there for silent comfort until you really need them your non cheerleaders are going to tell you at every fucking chance they get how shitty you are and unfortunately sometimes it is the people that are closest to us and that's what happened with levi you know so like i i i just I, everything you know in a couple semesters ago there's a there there was this like um, assignment we had to do for fashion psychology class. And they said to give this piece of paper to someone and have them blindly someone that you in, in different degrees of your life, right. Coworker, um, acquaintance, good friend, sister, like just different degrees so that you can kind of just get like a full spectrum of what people quote unquote think of you. You have to give them, um, a, a blank index card to um have them write five adjectives that that best describe you and then they also had to fill out this other piece of paper and circle or highlight every word that they thought describes you you know and i I, the one that shocked me the most is everyone said i was serious (laughs) and i was like i don't i don't think i'm serious you know (laughs) but like but i guess like in in in, in, a, in a point where, like, but then they also put like everything was just kind of like both ends, and and it made me just realize that I I am very like complex, and you know I can be both ends of the spectrum, but I I sometimes make fun of myself before I get made fun of, I guess, as a defense mechanism, and um and and so therefore I never really think that i'm very serious but i guess i can't like when i like am really passionate about things i can get pretty serious about it but you know like we all have different definitions of what things are right but yeah so our friends tony's point and the people that that really deeply know us understand the right words to say for us yeah and it's never in a negative connotation. It's never, you know, I don't know. It's just it's just I just really love that this is just about like like soulmates. And you can have a soulmate and a best friend and a partner as well too, you know? It doesn't have to be only one. And I I, I love Bella and I love like I love that. <laughs> we all have that best friend that fucking doesn't read the signals right <laughs> puts us in really awkward situations and then sees that oh shit I'm fucking up and like tries to reverse it and i, I just i just really love that it was just so really realistic but yeah my favorite part is Levi i just i love i just love him and and him it's really crazy and it's very fun to read two people that are going through exactly the same thing you know trying to outlive their reputation, trying to, to just make a name and a home for themselves. And I love that they were so similar. And once again, like I said, this is just very relatable because I find that me and my boyfriend, me and Kermit are very similar. And so at times like we're very annoying to each other because we're two the same, you know? But like at the same time as well too, like we understand each other on this whole other level you know, because we are the same and we have the same struggles and we feel the same way about a lot of things. And yeah, it's just, I just love Levi so much. He's just, him and his dog, him and Hank, perfect. But yes, Kate Claiborne can write a hero like no other, man. He's he's just so amazing.
0: Yeah, because I love his complexity. Everyone sees him one way and he's actually... Well, because he doesn't open up, and, and that's totally fine. It's, I, I, you know, pot kettle me, him, like, we don't open up. So like, <laughs> I can't be like, he should just do it. I'm like, I don't. So unless you ask questions, if you ask questions, I'll tell you. But um, the fact that he still opened up and he still held on to th- that one really bad hurt, and my gosh, like, should I do the same thing? <laughs> and I'm, uh, and I felt relatable to that because I'm like, I think, did he hold on to it? Because it, he was ashamed of it. Because that's the reason why I, I hold on to this one thing that I don't really tell anyone at all. And I'm like, it's probably it. And once it comes out, he he let it go. You know, he did what he needed to do to get Georgie back. But essentially, like, I just saw Levi. Like I know I say I could relate to uh, Georgie, but I can freaking relate to Levi, too. Um, yeah, like horoscope wise, that's like the Gemini me. Two different people. Yeah. Okay, so I'm like, and that's why I have a hard time like describing how much I love this book because it's not always that you find a book where you can relate to both, yeah. and you can learn from both, and you can feel um, empathy for both, and at the same yeah. time, it it's kind of it's like healing, but for you too because you see yourself it's just oh, it's just i'm gonna put this book like in some kind of like display case or something uh-huh. yeah. i don't know it's just like right by i don't know but it's, it's just so good it's one of I, like i said earlier it's just one of those books i'm gonna always love and remember and i'm going to like refer to it um whenever i need it um
1: yeah i think I think the pace is just so great. The 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 characters are amazing. The side characters are amazing. Like you just like you find yourself kind of rooting for everybody, and it's just so good. And like and and like before you know it, it's like sixty percent in, and you're like, what the hell? Like it's just it just moves so fast, and you want more. And I you know I hope we get more, and I'm hoping that this will be not a one off. Um, but we'll see. I I. I I would love to stay in this world and I would love to, um, you know, uh, for us to continue to get to know more and hear more about them. But before anything else, like what to you is kind of like
0: a cringy part for you? The cringy part was when, um, they had that big fight. It's one of those things where, um, it, you just wanna hug Levi because he's saying so many wrong things. But mm-hmm. like Georgie's dad said, like he he doesn't know how to cope when he was younger. He just didn't have those that uh, certain support system that would like help him cope and help him understand his feelings. Um the way Georgie ha- would, you know, she had um she had people. She had yeah. help she had Belle, she had her parents. Yeah. Um, but he didn't, and he, he was <laughs> saying so many wrong things, and the things he knew. All the time. He's like, all, yeah, all the time. He knew, and he's like, well, you better stop. <laughs> he, he couldn't, you know, because, like, he was so used to doing things a certain way, and he just want to hug the guy like
1: he knew he was like this side of my brain is telling me yeah. this and this is the one that, that i should do but, but 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 this side of the brain is kind of loud right now so i'm going to follow that side of the brain yeah. like he like knew what he was doing in the moment was not right and he just couldn't help it uh, if that's not relatable like i don't know what is you know and i to me uh, speaking of wrong reactions that first kiss I died I oh. died for Georgie I we've we've all been there okay okay maybe not all of us but like like oh my god I I I like can <laughs> and I I like turned to Kermit and while I was reading this and I was like has a girl ever kissed you and you never kissed them back? And he was like, um, is this a trick question? <laughs> I was like, no, no, no. I just I just kinda I just want, I just wanna know, like, like how
0: how have... did you read the signals from?
1: Yeah, did and um he was like he was like, No, I I I I guess not. He's like, no, I don't think so. And then I was like, oh, okay. Cause you know, as, as like, as much as Kermit talks and stuff like that, he is still very shy, you know? And, and so I was just like, okay. And then I was like, I was like, ha- I asked him, I was like, have you kissed a lot of girls? Like, or has a lot of girls kissed you? And he's like, are we really having this conversation? And I was like, no, you know what? No, we're not. We're absolutely not. We're not. And then he was like, he's like, well, he's like, yeah. Cause I don't want to get into the thousands of girls I kissed. And I was like, you know what? We're not doing this. Absolutely not. We. I'm just setting myself up to be fucking pissed off. And I was like, nope, don't answer that. Stop talking. We end of conversation. Thank you for participating in my um uh, my my research while I was reading. Goodbye.
0: <laughs> i was just like,
1: we're not, we're not continuing this. I'm just walking into murky ass water. But that part, oh my god, like I felt my soul leave my body when he just like didn't kiss her back and like she, <laughs> she had to like stain her wrist <laughs> and to avoid it It's just, oh my God. And then when you get his point of view, you're like, oh, he's so sweet. And the things that he, like what he says about like, the fucking um kissing time machine like oh god i just he, when he when he has thought about his words he has words he has the cutest things that he says and he 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 can talk but when he's caught off guard or when it gets too close to triggering something in him he's just a fucking hot mess but you know what that is all of us you know like if we if we are prepared and we've practiced, we still fuck it up, but some parts of it are cute. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but like when we're caught off guard, oh, it's just a hot mess, you know? So I totally, totally understand that. Oh, Kate Claiborne does it again. So fucking good. This is basically just, oh my God, her last book. Love it at first, equally exceptional, but I just love like I said, I haven't read that many contemporaries, or, or, you know, that where the girl is is kind of like struggling. You know what I'm saying? Like I, I feel like a lot of the contemporaries, like the the women, just have their shit together, and if you coming into her life, you better be. Book, you know, adding to her, to her, her beautiful life that she's like carved out for herself. That's kind of like a lot of the contemporaries that I read, that I've read. I haven't read a lot lately, but, you know, that's what I do remember. Um, but besides Samantha Young, Samantha Young just likes to write, re- write, very sad, sad, sad woman, and I'm here for that too. <laughs> but for the most part, you know, it's just women who, are kind of like what we want the best versions of ourselves to be a career you know what I'm saying like got her shit together she fucking exercises she eats whatever she wants and she still looks hella hot like that's what the most of the contemporaries that I've you know dabbled in but to hear someone still trying to figure out their life at whatever age Georgie is is just very refreshing you know, because all of us had to reconfigure our life after the Panini, you know, every single one of us, a lot of us are still affected by what happened during the Panini. So it's just like, uh, it's just so relatable. So fucking amazing. Fucking 97 star read out of five. Like I, I'm just, I love, I love, love, love Tony. They have not read Kate Claiborne. If they have not picked up one of her books. If they have not read Georgie all along, it is new. It just came out last Tuesday. Um, tell, tell everyone and guys, we are going to be lumping this with our Lisa Clay Pess, um giveaway. We do have a signed copy. Um, please be on the lookout for um, Tony's posts. Um, she will have the giveaway on her page and um, yeah, it'll be the full set of the Friday Harbor series of, along with Georgie all along by Kate Claiborne. But if they haven't read this, if they um, are new to contemporary because um, we have made them go this route with us <laughs> because they usually read historical romance with us, but they're giving it a shot because they are following along with us. Why should they read Kate Claiborne?
0: Why should they pick up Georgie all along? All the things. Think relatable or not to you, to your own life, like there's depth to this book. I love it, and it's so funny. It's there's of, Like there's so many like moments. where are just you're just laughing, and like the characters, all of them, even the ones you don't like. I think they're each distinctive, mm-hmm. but at the same time, you can relate those characters to someone in your life. And yeah, and like I said, like for me. A big part of why I really love this book is just perspective. Like her friend has great job, husband, kid on the way house. But, um, even her friend surprised me and, and, and I've, I've heard it in my life too. Like they can have it all according to what social norm calls a successful life, but everyone will have days when they are so unsure of themselves. And Absolutely. the most sure person is the person who's been told they're afflicted, You know? Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. big on perspective. Like I think it's it's a book that everyone should read. Um at least try it. I think it's written it's just beautiful. amazing. Yeah, like like I said last episode, it's it's perfect. It's fucking perfect. Um Yeah. And um, and I think I think
1: too, to kind of what you you said, right? We are all struggling with something. There, no, no one, no one has the perfect life that is portrayed or seen or anything, you know. And in, I just remember this argument that I've talked to you Tony about before. I think i talked about it on the podcast but we are at a funeral ladies and gentlemen, a funeral. And my mother, those of you that are new here, you've heard before I have mother ish- mommy issues. You're about to hear all about it. But like I'm at a funeral and it's my brother's driving, it's my mom in passenger seat and I'm in the back. And it's not like a it's not like a distant person funeral. this is like my grandmother my mom's mom's funeral like it's it's it was hard it was very, very hard so trying to deal with that and you know and on our way home from the cemetery from like day two of of viewing, my mom brings up the fact that so-and-so has a house Mm -hmm. so-and-so has this career and look at my two children, they got nothing. And usually I just let my mom say whatever, because she's just my mom. And that's just, that's just how it is. And I, but I was just not an emotionally good place. You know, we, we were burying our grandmother the next day. It's just a lot going on. And, and, I fucking napped it. I went off and I was just like, your son is married to the love of his life. Do you know how many people are in unhappy fucking marriages who are, who are on the brink of divorce or have divorce? Like how can you not be happy for your son Who has found true love. How do you have this perception that because we don't own fucking property and that we are not doctors, that we are fucking failures? And I was like, finding someone that you want to spend the rest of your fucking life with is such a major fucking thing. And to you that doesn't fucking matter and me I'm I'm working in a job that I'm fucking happy to be at I fucking am so proud to work at and I love my job I love what I do and it fits me perfectly how do you know people are so fucking miserable at, at their job and fucking hate everything that they do yes I have tough days but that's everybody and it's not just a 9 to 5 for me it's I'm so passionate about it but do you care no because I'm not a doctor like How do you, what is your barometer of success? Because to me, my, my brother who has found true love and me, who has a fucking like amazing fucking career that I'm so passionate about. Yes. I'm not married. Yes. I don't own property. Yes. I'm still trying to figure out my fucking life in my thirties. I was like, I was like, I cannot believe this is what we're talking about while we're dealing with grandma's death. And
0: she was like, I'm just saying. And I I think fucking similar answer stupidest fucking answer um thank you for saying
1: shit that doesn't matter
0: yeah yeah Yeah, like what's it it's how many times am i like what's your fucking point you know without the the swearing like what's your point why are you saying this oh my god oh my god yeah it's just Um, to me it's just kind of like You
1: will never satisfy what someone else thinks is success and happiness as long as you stick to whatever it is that makes you happy and makes you feel good. And you're not hurting
0: anybody. Yeah, and you're
1: not hurting anybody. You're not hurting them. What the fuck does it even matter? You know what I'm saying? Like, do you know how hard it is to fucking try to find true love and I was single at that time and I was so happy for my brother but like my mom couldn't even see that. You know what I'm saying? And it was just like it was just unreal. Unreal to me. I was just like this is this is fucking crazy. This is just crazy. And like we don't have enough sad shit to talk about. You think or to think about, we're gonna we're gonna talk about how, in your eyes, we're we're complete failures because we're not a doctor, we don't own a fucking mansion, and we don't have seven hundred kids. Like that's you know what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. So it's just, uh, gosh. But you, just just remember, guys, you will never be able to live up to what everybody thinks equals happiness. You find out what makes you happy, and you fucking do it. You know what I'm saying? And if it means being a fucking waitress in a fucking small little town, but you get to live and be with this fucking fine-ass man whose name is Levi, (laughs) (laughs) fucking do it. Because you know what? So many people, and even that teacher was judging her and like, "Mm, I knew you'd be a waitress. This looks about right. No, fuck you. I want to be a waitress. I want to do this. You know what I'm saying? I'm fucking happy. So it's just kind of like, you know, people look down on me because I'm in retail and, and I'm like, no, I want to be in retail. I don't want to fucking sit behind a computer. I don't want to fucking, you know, I don't want a nine to five, you know, like who wants that? Did I have other opportunities to do so many things with my life? Absolutely. Yes. But this is what I found fits me. And if they have a problem with my job and they think it's, it's peasant work, then whatever, that's them. That has nothing to do with me. You know what I'm saying? That's that's, that's on them. Right. Exactly. So, and I love that, like, maybe we're getting the message completely wrong, but that's what I'm getting, you know, live your life. People are going to think about you the way that they want to think about you. And there's nothing, there's no breaking that. If they think you are a certain way if in that you will never be, be a good person, then nothing you can do will ever fix that, you know, nothing yeah. ever. So, yeah, but we'll be right <laughs> back with our pottail pondering. <laughs> Thank
0: you. Welcome back to our pottail pondering. What are we drinking? So, our whiskey of the season is whatever you want it to be. Please okay, support your local businesses still—your um, local distilleries, beer labs, um, anything. Support your um, community yeah. during the slow season, which is still going on, um, because Georgie and Levi—they're um, cute involved strawberry milkshakes. I (laughs) love for mm, strawberry mm, whiskey mm, recipes. So I'll put a bunch of links on show notes. I found there's a lot like strawberry whiskey mash, strawberry whiskey sour, strawberry whiskey lemonade. Ooh, Um, delicious. I'll I'll put um, links on show notes. Mint strawberry whiskey mash. Of course, no strawberry milkshake whiskey recipes. I think that's going too far. Yeah, that
1: sounds like diarrhea. But 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 there's nothing wrong with putting a little bit of whiskey in your already really good milkshake, I think. I don't know. No, you
0: can't. You know what? Honestly, you can't. It's called a dessert. Yes. Yes. It's dessert. It's a little little nightcap. Yeah. I love it.
1: I love it. Tony, if you you were to find your old journals from eighth grade, okay, so um, we're going to put the... Sorry, royal we here. Tony is going to put the link to um, Faded Mates show um, that Kate Claiborne was recently on. And, Tony, if you were to find your old eighth grade journals, like this is like a two part question. What would you do with them after you've read them? What would you do with them? Do you still
0: have them? I don't. I don't think I've had journals um, during middle school. No. I okay, don't. so that, I that, just... fan,
1: that friend trick that you said let's say you found them today what if you read them after you finished reading U 571 would what would
0: you do with them would you keep them would you like throw them away what would you do gather my friends um get some drinks laugh about it and (laughs) tease ourselves about it and then um and then as a group we'll decide like i don't i i don't Care if I kept it or, or not. I think as mm. long as we all looked at it like a time capsule.
1: And, yeah. and then yeah. see
0: if we want, if we want to keep it, if someone wants to keep it, then, then we'll do it. But I'm going to ask my friend. I'm going to ask my friend who like in eighth grade probably remembers my, um, I want to read about, which is like phase. I'm going to ask her. Mm. She must have it or she knows or remembers um what was inside. I'm pretty sure she's yeah. the one who came up with the U571 <laughs> name. <it. laughs> and ask her later Tomorrow. I love that. Ask her tomorrow. I love that. So um, but I yeah, I, I as long as we got together and read it and had drinks about it and laughed about it with each other, then um I'll let it go. Because I know the memories will be like in our hearts and stuff and in my in our minds. Um, someone else can keep it if they want to. I think. Mm. Um, I'm pretty sure if we put a goal in it, then we would like talk about it and we'd probably try and do it. The only goal I remember us um, talking about was going to Europe together. Mm. Um. So, and there was at least four know? of us. There's at least four of us who really wanted to go to like, we were like, all in like we'll do it whoever can come yeah. will come but only two of the four um actually went and we're trying to get mm. more people to come and then um some have kids um some some oh, don't yeah. mind leaving the kids with grandparents <laughs>
1: but, yeah
0: like the whole like um getting vacation at the same time it, it's tough so yeah. yeah but we still try we're talking about it every year we talk about it so that's good um, at least, yeah, at least um, we get to take um, trips. Like, maybe not all together, but as pairs and stuff. Yeah. Um, and we're always going to try and do it anyway. Even, I, I think, even it. talking about it, it's it gives us hope and it just shows how much um, we care about our friendship. You, even yeah. if we don't actually go, you know? Even right. though we're um in a retirement age. That's when I imagine um when we're going to actually go on a trip together when we're all retired, which is fine. And then we can be like, yeah. look, we did it.
1: <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I love that. Uh,
0: I love yeah. that. The trip. That's the one thing I remember. <laughs> European trip, specifically European trip.
1: Yeah, yeah. I love that. I think... I think I still have like like a lot of my old like letters and and stuff like that. It's all at my 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 house in in California, but I do I do remember like when my dad had passed away, I, I had like um uh, my I guess my dad had kept a lot of the letters that I wrote. So I, I think you know it'd be nice to like go back and read a lot of that kind of stuff, but um, I I just. I I think I I don't even know. I just remember it, like wanting to fit in. Like I I I remember wanting to just felt like feel like I belong somewhere, whether it be at home or with my peers at school. You know, and halfway through eighth grade, I actually switched schools, so I is even more of a loner than I was. So like all the friends I had made up until that point, like we. We, I, I didn't, you know, like use such schools and like, that's over, you know? So kind of had to start over and, and yeah, it, it was, it was very really hard to trying to, to fit in and trying to feel like I belonged, you know? And, um, and yeah, I don't even know what, like, it was just put in my head that to be a doctor. <laughs> so mm-hmm. I, I don't even remember what I wanted to be when I was when I was young. Like I don't even remember any of that. I remember I remember like (laughs) being like if people can see this fucking crazy life that that it that i'm living it wasn't crazy it like literally the most like boring fucking life ever but like my parents had like sponsored so many of our families coming over so there's just like always new people around and like there was always like bedroom shuffling and there's like always parties so in my head i was like if people could just see this like this would be so crazy and then i remember when i first saw the real world that show on mtv Mm -hmm. I was like, they stole my idea. No, no one stole your idea, bitch. Like you didn't even say it out loud. But like <laughs> in my head, like that's that's what I was like, that's what I was en- envisioning was just kind of like like if they just film this fucking crazy what I call a refugee camp, like like this is like I remember like pretending like I was like talking to the camera and like it was super crazy. So when the first season of The Real World came out, I was like, oh my god, like and that's the other thing too right when you think you're super special and then you're just really not you're just the same basic bitch as everybody else
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> but love kate claiborne as mentioned earlier we will be giving away a signed copy just be on the lookout uh, for a post on tony's page we'll put the link in the bio and um yeah like we gosh, i just love this and kate claiborne is a swifty so you know like we're 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 sisters already so um i love this i couldn't help but get i feel like she was kind of i mean i'm probably wrong but like taylor swift had a album that had dealt with reputation right and just kind of like well fuck it If this is what you think i am then this is what i am but then like like falling in love and 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 being so concerned about that reputation and being so like like you know like she disappeared for a while and but then she started falling in love and that's all that really ended up mattering right is this relationship that she has with this guy and then the next the next album she had was called Lover and she actually sold her old journals as part of her CD package. She had four journals that from different points in her life that she like Xeroxed and then put it into these books and then sold it as separately, like four separate volumes. And so I don't know, I just got like Swifty vibes all over this book and I freaking love it. And, And yeah, so, okay, Claiborne is my sister. We're sisters, you know, just in case you you guys didn't know. We're Swifty sisters. Um, But uh, yeah, I am obsessed. Please, we probably didn't do this book any fucking justice. Because like I said, whenever we like a book too much, we fucking don't make no goddamn sense. And we're sorry. But this is such an incredible book don't believe us even sarah mclean said it it's the best book of the year so far (laughs) and um so if you don't trust us which i get it you know sarah
0: mclean said it so it's (laughs) it's, it's real it's the law um but just know uh, that i don't i don't call a book perfect a lot i think i only called the book perfect last year like three books. And I know it's only the beginning of the year but gosh, this book is so good. What a way to kick off our fucking year, our
1: new book. Um, you know, we've already read the Clay pest series but this is our first book that we're covering that's kind of like new to us and oh my god, what a way. I mean, everything that happens comes with small blessings and silver linings and I think this is definitely a silver lining to the HarperCollins strike. And you know what? this is how serendipitous this whole thing is so we we always said that no matter what's going on with the strike we're still going to support the authors that we love and more recently Julianne long had a um cover reveal we kind of um planned it all out and we delayed it delayed it delayed it because of the harper strike and then we finally released it and it all of that came out last week and it was so much fun to do I've been wanting to do that video. And it's a Taylor Swift song. It, it's just really crazy. Like, okay, this is just, 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 just bear with me for like one more minute. And um, on Faded Mates, they were talking about like homecoming, small towns, romances, and everything like that. And Kate Claiborne mentions Julian Long. And I was just like, holy, full circle shit. Like, this is crazy. She was just saying that the series, um, Penny Royal Green, And just like, um, this two rival families (laughs) and, um, and you know, and and, and it all culminates it kind of is built around this love story about Olivia and Lion. And then the last book is called The Legend of Lion Redmond. And the fact that she talked about Julianne Long, and we just did a Julianne Long thing on Taylor Swift song. And she's a Swifty. I don't know. It was all meant to be. Somehow it all worked out. The world works in very mysterious ways. But mm-hmm. um, you guys have to, have to, have to, have to read this. This is amazing. We love you guys. we, oh, I can't believe this is happening. I can't. Okay. <laughs> we are covering Samantha Young. I'm dead. I'm, I'm literally dust right now, but we are going from, um, uh, contemporary into, I guess, romantic. contemporary mystery romance. Romantic I don't know. Suspense. What, a romantic suspense. I'm not sure what you call it, but, um, we're going into the dare family series by Samantha Young. I never ever thought we would be able to do a full episode and make it make sense um, for Samantha young. And here we fucking are. I can't believe (laughs) it were this. Like I said, the world works in very mysterious ways and um, we're here for it. We love it. This is not to say that we don't want Harper Collins to get their shit together. We do, we do want to, we do want to go back to our regularly scheduled program, but this just gives us a chance to, to dive into other romance subgenres that we really, 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 really love and authors that we really love that do not write historical romance. So this has been really amazing. It's been a great couple, what, five weeks against, I guess so far, Mm -hmm. a month and a half, essentially. Thank you, Tony, for putting together the schedule. And um, yeah, we love you guys. We will be back next week with the first book in the series here with me. Oh my God. I can't. I'm just so excited guys. I, i'm gonna combust like i'm just so fucking excited for to cover samantha young um we had an opportunity to speak with her um um, many moons ago and i think we fangirl so hard i don't even remember what we said i like blacked out i was just so fucking happy we both were (laughs) it was just unreal and um just the sweetest woman ever and you know uh, every time I read one of her books, I'm like afraid Tony's already booked the ticket to Scotland. So, um, by the end of the series, if the show abruptly ends, is because Tony moved to <laughs> the Highlands. Tony, is in the Highlands with her cows, and she don't give a fuck about nothing, which she looking shouldn't for because yes, 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 looking for anything like that has to do with Scottish men. Um,
0: I god i love it i love this so much but we love you guys and as always lit wallflowers podcast is part of the podcast network you can find more outstanding podcasts at frolicmedia forward slash podcasts
1: um we will be back next week with smith and young as mentioned and yeah have a great week buy the book we'll put the links in the in the bio (laughs) love you Bye. bye
0: bye